Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. Welcome to team night. <laughs> um, who's here for the first time? Bram and Jill Jane's been away. Luke is here for the first time. Welcome, guys. Can we just welcome them? And yeah, take a neck here. Welcome. Great to see you. Um, don't want to keep you for a long time, but um, just wanted to say how happy I am to see your faces tonight. Um, thank you for coming out um, to team night tonight. Um, just really tonight, I wanted to share with you uh, what we're doing to the end of the year. And I wanted to just um, say that everything that we're doing here on in is to build on uh, relationships and build on influence for the kingdom. Um, there are plans that are in place, but listen, if you come up with a better plan or an idea that would add weight to, to the stuff that's planned, um, we would welcome them. Please come and have a, have a conversation. But um, before we do that, um, who um, was at Acts Conference this year? So a few names, a few guys who are at Acts Conference this year. For those of you who are able to stream in, yep, a few hands, great. Um, I just wanted to just highlight a, a testimony from Acts Conference, and I'll get Jill Jane to come up and, and just share a testimony. I want to um, just intro um, her testimony tonight, just around um, the journey of our church, the journey of, 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 of this next phase that we're entering into. And, and sometimes I'm, I'm speaking to leaders, I'm speaking to team people here, people who haven't made investments into our church. Sometimes it may feel like we're walking blindly. Who's, let's be honest, who's felt like that? Yeah. And you're okay to feel that. But uh, can, I just, can I just assure you that um, the Holy Spirit is at work, and even I have no idea what He's trying to do. I have a sense. I don't have a blueprint. And so sometimes when that happens, depending on the kind of experiences we have, it could be a bit, right? Um, Want to create the environment because I don't know everything, Okay. I don't know everything, and I don't, I don't profess to know everything. Here's the thing. I just want to steward well what God has given to me. And, um, but I, want, I, wa I don't want to do it by myself. I want to do it with. The, the main thing is for us to establish the kingdom of God and expand it. But we can't do that unless we're together, right? Unless, and so the reason why we've just done our planted series is again just to bring some teaching around. Let's be planted, let's be grafted to Jesus, the vine, the true vine, right? Because God is the, the, the gardener, and then we would start to bear fruit. As a, as, a, as a part of this journey, Jill Jane has really kind of felt, oh, I feel like surround sound here. <laughs> I could sing right now. Um, but it's just felt maybe as a reflection of what's happening in the house, maybe kind of like, man, I, I don't know where I'm going personally. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't have a clear direction. I don't know exactly what Tico's thinking per se. So it, it, in a sense, she started to feel like, do I have a place here? And, and here's, here's the gold, and you'll hear a lot more of her story, but here's the gold is I want us to be a mature house. I want us to be a mature body. 
where we can, one, self-feed, disciple ourselves, and when we feel like we're at the edge of the cliff, to come into a personal revelation. So before I make a, a decision to do something, I'm going to stop and I'm going to go, who are the people around me that I need to speak to? Who are the people around me that I need to submit this to? Right? Because I want us to create an environment where, where you are able to talk and you're able to kind of like, because you get personal revelation as well. Right? So God gives us the direction and the vision. And so what we're going to do, because we're the body of Christ, you have a part to play. You have a purpose in this house. And so you... And so all we want to do is encourage you to kind of talk it over and walk through with us and through this. It's not a, a clear direction. It's about establishing the kingdom of God and growing it. What does that look like? So I'm just, I'm just so like, um, I was touched when, when Jill Jane shared her revelation with me. And I thought, man, we got to share this because that echoes Maybe people in our congregation who are kind of feeling, it's not like it used to be. Duh. That's true. It's not like it used to be. And here's the thing. We don't want it to be even like last week. Right? We don't even want to live on yesterday's manna. We want it to be fresh. And so what the revelation that God brings to us is something that we can share with each other. Yeah? So can we just welcome Jill Jane as she comes and shares tonight. Thank you. Um, could I have a bit more house light, please? Or maybe just a little less glare in the eyes. Can't see anyone's faces. Um, so I'm Jill Jane, and those of you who don't know me, yeah, I'll, I'll have your hat. Um, I'm a dental hygienist. That's my profession. And a life coach now, most recently. And so I travel quite a bit, and so I want you to know a little bit of the background because it does play into why I was feeling disconnected. Um, literally not being in the room does that to you. So, um, yeah, so life is challenging when circumstances are that you can't always be, you know, why do they always choose that week to have the meeting? <laughs> That's why I haven't been here for two months. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to um, just let you know that for about nine months, I've been finding church, and I don't mean you personally. Thank you. Thank you, Reuben. Um, a little bit challenging, a little bit hard, as Tico was saying. Like, I wasn't sure. Like, I couldn't really sense that things were moving fast as I wanted them to go, um, towards the place I wanted them to go, or I thought they should be going. And in the last three months, um, I really felt like I was just totally disconnected, and I think it was a spiritual feeling, but at the same time, it was a reality because I physically wasn't here. And um, there's only probably three people in the room who were aware of where I was, you know. So it was really kind of like just, you know, we talk about it being family and then someone is not feeling like it is family. It's pretty serious, I thought. Um, and so this disconnectedness came to a head on Sunday, the last Sunday in September. I don't know if you remember that day. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just, yeah, all I could see, all I could feel, everything was just, you just don't fit here. Why are you bothering? You know, and those are the kind of voices that you let play. 
And as we heard from Pastor Sam on Sunday night, you take the train <laughs> and you get on the train and then you've got to find a station to get off. Um, and yeah, so prior to this, I'd been away a lot and I literally hadn't laid eyes on Pastor Tico for two months. Um, we just weren't in the same space. He was in Fiji when I came back and then I was gone. And so it was feeling like yeah, I never even get a chance to talk to him, you know. So it just wasn't really possible because we weren't in the same place. Um, I wasn't sure because I was struggling with what God's plan was for me. Um, so I want you to hear that it was a personal thing. It wasn't to do with the church being wrong or in a wrong place, okay? You got that? Um, good. And yes, some feedback would be nice. You know, this is church, people. Um, you are. Thank you, Mike. Um, so when you allow the seeds or those doubt seeds to come in, you, you, you get on the train and you start thinking about those things. And it's very interesting because your brain is a very special organ. It is created to find proof of what you think is true. And so, of course, every opportunity I got disconnected, people left me off an email invite. It was just like crazy, you know, and I could see that that was not the reality. It was the enemy. But when they, like multiple things happen, you start to think, is there something wrong with me? Um, I didn't even know, I couldn't even get myself, never mind figure out where I should belong and how I should fit and what I should be doing. So one thing that happened to push me to being more awake or aware of what was going on was I went to Australia in August and I chatted with some friends I hadn't seen for six years. And as we were talking, their church has been through a rift and had to change pastors and stuff as well. And so it was like, oh. Um, and, and so we were chatting and they were like, he just looked at me and he said to me, are you waiting for man to give you permission? And I was like, yeah, actually I am. And I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. But it was like, it just popped right out. And I thought, gosh, why am I doing that? And he said to me, you don't, you don't need man's permission. You've got God's permission. He said, go and make disciples of all nations. And I was talking to a friend yesterday, and she said, um, it's not even permission, it's a command. I was like, <laughs> another slap. Um, so they re- those words really challenged me, and it started me thinking, like, what is going on? Um, coupled with that, I was looking into some Brene Brown books, and she was like, yes, amen. Um, she was challenging us to not rush off the discomfort and to actually sink in there and go, what is it that is bothering me? What is it that I'm not processing properly or what is it that I haven't realized is inside? And so for me, that was like a real start on the journey of getting revelation from God. And so because of the way that um, things had happened long time and short time ago, um, I was protecting my heart. And so I realized that I was withholding because I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel like I fitted. I didn't know that people wanted me in the room. Like, seriously, some of you are going to sit there going, seriously? Like, Tico did that. He was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's really where I've been. And so, you know, some environments I'd go into and I'd have to talk myself into the right headspace to get into that room and to know that I belonged. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who has had that. Um, the Sunday at the end of September, I, I saw church differently. I was very irritated in the front row. 
and now I realise it was all me. Um, and and I, I went out to get some water and I looked down from the back and God just showed me how beautiful church is, how people are hungry for God. They were engaged in worship, completely diverse in culture. And I just went, wow, I hadn't seen that because remember I'd been away. So I'd missed almost two months of being in a big service. I'd been to smaller services, and don't worry, I had been to church <laughs> elsewhere. Like, I've been in Nelson doing ministry there, and I've been doing stuff in Australia, so I wasn't backsliding per se. I just wasn't moving forward, maybe. Um, so, yeah, that really, that really struck me, and I went, oh, okay, so, phew, that's good. There's something positive that I can see um, that, that doesn't add up to what I've been thinking and believing. And then Pastor Will spoke that night. And I'll be honest with you, I've got the proof. I wrote these words down as he was preaching. I said, am I off track? Disconnectedness is all I can feel. I wrote also that I needed a word. And then he says from the pulpit, I need a volunteer. And straight away my hand was up. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even hear what he said. I was so busy focusing on that. And so he said, okay, you, you come, you be Joshua. Yeah. So thankfully I was yeah, able to pretend to be Joshua. Didn't feel like I was winning any battles inside, but I stood there and then the guys all came up behind on the stage. Who was at that? Do you remember that? Yeah. So in the end, there were 20 people on the stage and he goes, where's Joshua? And I'm like, oh, right here, you know, fighting, winning. And the theory was that, or the facts really, is that someone way at the back, happened to be Phil, was he, what he was doing was giving me my victory. And, and I thought, gosh, that's, that's kind of profound because that's not how I feel. And, and so it was like, well, maybe there's something wrong with how I look at things because I'm not recognizing that people have got my back that God has actually got this army of people who have my back. So what I learned from that was that um, when we isolate and we don't participate, then we are robbing someone else because we're not doing what God's called us to do. You know, the body is meant to work together. And so, you know, although I went, oh, my gosh, I don't feel that, um, I knew that that was where the problem was, that there was something going on with that. So all those little things were, um, I feel like they were pieces in a puzzle, like God was just positioning them, and then I went to ACTS the very next day, ACTS conference in Auckland, and I told Tico how hard it was for me the first night. I texted him and I said, is there anything happening for dinner? Because I was all by myself. And so he said, come, come with us. So I went, and I was like, you know, going into the big auditorium. I don't know if you realize, but Acts Conference is all the leaders, the pastors, the ministers across New Zealand and some parts of Australia as well. And so I went in there, first time ever, and I literally had to take, you belong here, you paid your, your ticket. You belong here. You, you have the right to be here. So the whole of that first sort of 10 minutes, this is what I'm talking to myself. And I'm like, wow, mental health is really tiring. <laughs> But it's reality, isn't it? And 
Pastor Sam got up after worship and he said this. And I remember, I'm desperate. I'm like, God, I don't know what's going on. I need something. And he says, God is going to bring clarity to minds. And I went, oh, I'll take that because that's what I need. Um, and so I'm going to share with you some things that God showed me. But I want, you to, I want you to kind of think about your own life and those moments where you have felt desperate and like super alone and confused and whatever words, the dis words you've got to put in there. And, and don't stop seeking God because that's the very time that you need to push because the breakthrough is just about there. So here God said this, um, he showed me this very first night. It was so revelationary. I remember I walked down the road with Penny and um, I can't remember who said my sister. We walked down the road and then I went off to my accommodation and I voicemailed my, voice messaged my sister on WhatsApp and I just said, this is the most profound thing I've ever heard. I need to go and dig into those scriptures because I'd never even read them. I had, but I didn't remember that I had from Genesis where God talks about how there needs to be a breaking and the deep waters need to break open and those are like in us and then the heavens will open. And so if we don't break and we don't actually come to the end of our, what did you say? Hoarded resources, then God is not able to come in. And so I was like, wow, I think, because my sister's been through some drama and I was like encouraging her. It's like, hey, that's exciting. There's some hope. If you get broken, you're going to get redemption because that's where God paints his redemption story for our lives. And so the devil comes. No, this, I need to say this line. This is very good. Humility is actually agreeing with God. And that means that we have to obey now. And so I had been waiting for man to give me permission and God had been waiting for my obedience to his call. And so I was in a standoff because I was never going to get what I wanted. And God was not going to get what he wanted because I was like, why don't these people, da, 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 you know? Um, yeah. So God showed me his heart is breaking for our disconnectedness. That was the next layer of like, oh, so what I'm feeling is actually in the body. And so... There's a problem in the body that God's trying to show me, and I took it all on as my stuff. And yeah, there is stuff, so I own my part, but I realized, and that's what I was sharing with Tico, was that there's a problem in the body of Christ where we are disconnected, and we have allowed the enemy's strategy to win in some places. And this is what the enemy does. He comes with, he's got no other tools, really. He's quite limited. Comes with isolation. How many of you put your hand up? Yep, you've done that. Yeah. Every one of us has done that. Um, offense, unforgiveness, judgments, bitterness. Um, we justify our position because of someone's actions or the way we think about it, the way we look at it, like I did. Um, division. And what about this? Indifference or apathy. And, you know, sleepy old Christchurch. You know, like we have to fight this because that's what's predominant over this place. Hey, Johnny? Yeah. yeah. Um, so personally, I also realized that fitting in is not actually about fitting in. It's about being fit for purpose. And God says you are all fit for purpose. 
And you are fit for purpose just the way he created you, not in this cookie cutter that you have to squish yourself into the mold. So I realized this was my dilemma, was that I don't fit the mold. And I knew that, so I was like, I don't know how to do this. Really don't know how to be the round pig that's required for that round hole. Because I'm not a round pig, I'm some other shape. Um, and so for me that was really like God just reminded me that he's created me to stand out. He's created me to be different. He's created me um, the way he has because that's how I need to be for what he's got called for me. And so when you, know, when you start living less and withholding, you kind of shrink on the inside. And that's where you know, God must cry over that because it just goes against everything that he wants for us. Um, and I love the song choice, Joanne, that, that faithfulness and the, the love of God. If you can get a grab of a little bit of that tonight, you will not be the same um, because it changes you from the inside out. So I've realized that um, the thoughts don't just disappear. So, um, damn. Um, yeah, hard work, this mental health thing. But it's, it's important that we don't beat ourselves up for thinking the thought. And so for me, it's like, you know, the whip, and you bash yourself on the back because you think, oh, stop feeling fearful. It's just ridiculous. You know the truth, and you tell yourself off, but that you're treating yourself badly, and God doesn't treat us like that. Um, and so we need to get into what is it that's still there, because there's a hook or a gap or some however it fits in your paradigm, that allows that thought in. Thoughts come first, remember, not emotions. Emotions are second because you make a choice to feel away. So I, yeah, had a lot to learn that. But by the end of the second day of conference, I could feel myself coming too, like awake again. Um, and there were random prophecies from people I'd never met that were completely accurate to what I've had over my life before. And so there was my answer that day I wrote, God, I need a word, like I had three or four right there. And, you know, people who, I, I never got a chance to prophesy over them because they just went on and on and on in the time we had. And I was like, oh, I feel too special now. This is bad, you know, because you're supposed to reciprocate, aren't you? So I was like, God was really pushing that button. Um, so then I, I had a little chat with Tico in the, in the middle of the the thing, but not in a session, and, um, and I owned my mental and my heart state, and as soon as I did that, it was disarmed and diffused, and he didn't react badly, so I want to tell you, you can trust him, he's learned from me, <laughs> um, you know, and, and the more we actually are able to be vulnerable about where we're at, the better off church will be, the body of Christ will start looking, the glory will be there, and people will come because they'll say, those people are real, those people are genuine, those people don't pretend that they've got it all together. On Sunday morning, Shelley's um, illustration with the piece of plant that she chopped off the day before, that still looked fine, that is so fake, we've got to stop it. Um, we've got to be real. You know, if you're dead on the inside, tell us. Let's get it out there so that you don't have to stay like that because God is faithful. And, you know, bringing it into the light, sometimes people think you, your brain just creates this worst-case scenario. They're going to chuck you out or 
going to have no relationship or whatever the worst case for you is, I promise you God is bigger than all of our worst cases put together. Um, I've got two testimonies of people who've had incredible things they've had to confess and they have been incredibly scared because they thought they would lose everything. And the person they've confessed to has greeted them with love and grace. And they've said, right, let's work on that. And isn't that the reflection of God? And if we can do that with each other, instead of going, oh my gosh, you did what? You know, um, you know, or, but you don't want to minimize it either. So be careful. But, um, but if we start judging, that's a bad thing. Because we, we, it's all going to come back on us as well. Um, thank you, Mike. Um, so I turned my attention and listened to God about me. I needed to know about me. I needed to know about church. I needed to know about this body and our direction. And so Tico and I have met every week for three weeks. And it's been amazing because I'm able to tell him everything that I think, everything that I feel, everything that I see, everything I discern, all that stuff. And then I'm done. And he's got to figure it out. <laughs> he's got to say, uh, no, later, um, maybe. You know, maybe let's talk about that again and let's see how we process that. But that's where, you know, I realized that God had brought the clarity because I went away of that, from that, um, that week and I went straight into ministry in Masterton with Angela. And I was like, I was on fire, like felt alive. And um, I don't know if you've noticed the difference, but if you have, you might want to come and tell me because I need a bit of encouragement. So I want to tell you why I wanted to share this with you, because I believe that my breakthrough can be your breakthrough. And, you know, we always say a testimony is God, do it again. And, and so, like, uh, yeah, I want Holy Spirit to have his way in all of our lives. Um, my heart's desire is that we all grow and we all go from glory to glory every day. You know, Tico said we don't want Sunday to be the same any time. We want to be moving on with God. And we don't want any day to be the same as the day before. Um, on the way in, I was listening to Radio Rima, and they were talking about time. And a, a sign of maturity is what you do with your time. And I was like, hmm. Um, and then, you know, thinking, it's the 23rd of October already. Is everyone else surprised that it's October? Um, and so well, what have we done with our time, you know, and what are we doing with our time that is going to help us to be in God's presence, to be changed by him? Because that's the only goal we should have. And if we work on us, then the body will look better and the community will be better and the nation will be better and the world will be better. And so, like Shelley said, you've got to be joined to the right vine and if you've got blockages, you've got to deal with them. Don't be afraid. Like, there's loads of people who can help you. People have walked the road. This is a maturing church. We have all different kinds of things that people have been through. And, you know, one of the greatest things I feel that Tico carries is this ability to network people and to bring people and say, oh, so-and-so would be able to help you. So, like, let's let him do what he does as his gifting. Let's release him to be the person that God's called him to be. Um, could we have the keys? Thanks. 
So I want us to, to have a little moment with God right now, um, if you don't mind. Standing up, please. So we know, because Tico's already told us this today, that Holy Spirit's in us, that he's here, and that he's here for you. So I want you to just close your eyes, take a deep breath, and just engage your spirit with Holy Spirit. And ask him to show you what needs to break in your life in order for you to be a glorified being. If that one doesn't work for you, what about this? What lie am I believing that you want to flush out tonight? Holy Spirit, we just ask you to come and push the memory buttons in people that those things that you want to highlight would come to mind right now. And then when you've got your things, you just talk to God about them. Ask Him questions about them. Have a conversation with Him. Maybe there's an aspect of God's character that he wants to strengthen.
God, we thank you for your love. We thank you that you know the secrets of our heart. Father, we thank you that you are a gentle and persuasive God, that you don't allow us to stay the same, that you prompt and you prod and you put things in our path that make us look at things. So God, right now, we look at our stuff. We look at our attitudes. We look at the way we think. We look at the way we, we see the world. And we ask you to transform the way we see. We ask you to give us new eyes to see that we would be able to see what you are doing in us, in Christchurch, in New Zealand and in the world. God, would you take your scalpel to our hearts and remove the dead flesh that is there and allow life to come again. Lord, where people have been um, contaminated by life, would you wash them today so that they can be clean and whole again? And Lord, where we have chosen a path that puts us in contention to your will, where we are against what you want for us, where we are not in agreement with how you want us to live our life, we repent in Jesus' name. We lay down our selfish will. We lay down our, our need to be in control, our pride, Lord God. We give you those things, Lord. We come humbly before you and say, God, we say yes to the way you want us to live. We say yes to being grafted into the vine. We say, yes, Lord, take us wherever you want us to go. Use us however you want us to be used. God, we say yes, and we'll figure the details out later. Jesus, I thank you for your love for us. And I pray right now that your blood would cover every sin in this place that your blood would cleanse every heart, every soul, every mind, and every spirit, Lord God, that we would leave here having been touched by you and having encountered you, that we would leave here more glorified than we were when we walked in the door. And Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you. We cannot live our life apart from you. And Holy Spirit, we just surrender our will to you. We surrender our thoughts to you. We surrender our hearts to you. God, our attitudes, we surrender them to you, Holy Spirit. And we ask for your revival to break out in our midst, Lord God. We give you control, Holy Spirit. God says that He is like the valley of the dead bones. He's putting us together again, and He's making us come alive. So God, we thank You for Your work that is ongoing in our lives. We give You permission to stir things up and to change things up for us individually and corporately, God. We give You permission to be the one in charge, the one we follow, no matter which part of church, which part of life, which part of Christchurch we're in, Lord, that we just want to be beacons for you, God. We want to draw all men to you because we first lift you up, God. We raise you up, Jesus. We put you on the throne. 
where we've made judgments that have put us on the throne, God, we repent and we put you back there, God. We give you um, the rightful place in Jesus' name. We make a choice to do that. And God, we welcome the breaking because we know that is where redemption comes from. you've been in Christchurch today it's almost like we've gone through four seasons in one day right I feel like I just felt Holy Spirit say to me like that's life in the spirit you can't control it you just have to flow with it and I've had my big puffer jacket on today and the amount of times I've had to take it off and put it on again just in worship, I just felt God saying, that's how it's going to be like. Just come prepared, because I will do anything. And you have got to adjust to the situation. You have got to adjust to the weather, the, the whatever the atmosphere is that you walk into, come prepared. Come on, whether that be an e-group, whether that be to serve on Sunday, whether that to go out on a mission, whatever it is, come prepared, because God is about to change that up. And we can't control it. We just have to, (laughs) whatever the word is, just roll with it, go with it. Thank you, Jill Jane. (laughs) So anything that's healthy will grow. And I'll close with this. It's, It's interesting how in the account of the early church in Acts, They were in the upper room, gathered together, praying. Holy Spirit came. And then there were people outside who heard what was going on and thought, these people must be drunk or something. And Peter had to go and talk to them, right? So the account in Acts 2, there would have been a hundred and something of them. And then it grew, right? And then in Acts 4, it grew again. Then in Acts 10, it grew again. And then you want to know the rest of the story, you're part of it. But here's the thing. It didn't just take one event. It took weeks. It took years. It took two years. It took five years. It took 10 years. Some of us are looking at this like this thing's got to change in like two weeks. If we're going to change the world, it's going to take us as long as it takes. And I'm believing that that here's the thing you need to Whether I'm standing here or not, God will fulfill His purpose. Here's the thing you need to know. We have to be careful scaling back. We have to be really careful about scaling back, whether that be our finances, whether that be our faith, whether that, come on, that the kingdom of God is here to overthrow, to take over. And so we're not gonna scale back. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm prepared. I don't know, I don't care, I don't need any, I just need, yes, God, you tell me and we will do it. 
Because if we keep scaling back, it's going to cost us in the long run. It's going to cost the kingdom. We have to ask the question, am I meeting the needs of the people around me? Am I meeting the needs of the people in my community? Am I meeting the needs of the people in my workplace? Am I meeting, are we meeting the needs of our city? Because we could just do this on Sunday and just do this on Wednesday and call it a holy huddle. Thank you, ma'am. Goodbye. And, and, and make no difference. I believe God is calling us into mission. And it's got to happen naturally, but it's going to happen supernaturally. And ha- again, I have no idea. That's why we are the body of Christ and God is going to allow us all. I mean, we have our kids, right? Who are going to be ministering on the 3rd of November. Please don't come and expect the junior Holy Spirit. I mean, I'm just saying that Sunday you're going to get prayed for. If you've got needs, you need to come because God listens to these guys. (laughs) Just pray. Pray, come ready. Bring your jacket, whatever you need. It's going to rain and it's going to go crazy. Can I, can, I want to say this honestly to you, and please hear, hear my heart. I am here to serve the purpose of God in you. I'm not here to fulfill my dream. I am living my dream. I am living my dream. And my dream is to fulfill the purpose of God in you. So no conversation is taboo. I want you to know there's no holy cows, no golden calves. If it does not work, it does not work. But if it will work and it will serve a purpose and someone's going to get saved, we're doing it. And, and whatever that looks like, trust me, hear me clearly on this. I have no idea. So don't expect me to know something that only comes from Him. I'm literally hanging on every word and my ears need to be attuned more. And I'm telling you now, because I, I want us to, to, to know that this is not complicated. This kingdom life is not complicated. It is simple. Religion complicates it. If we just love one another, just like how we need to be loved, the world will be a better place. Forget about saving plastic bags. Love one another. It's just stupid. You don't want to know where all the plastic bags is gone? It's in the islands. We're not saving anything. We feel better about it, but it's in Tonga. It's in Fiji. They're walking around like, this is New Zealand, like, thanks for all the plastic bags, Kiwis. We want to save the world. Let's love one another. Come on. I mean... So just be careful scaling back. Be careful of our language. Be careful the language that we're like, oh, like we get it. We've come from a place. But that's not God's intention for us. And He's not going to hold us there. Be careful because if we keep, if we keep saying, well, well, but that, that doesn't equal the amount that's given or that's not equal the amount that's 
received, we're, we're going to have to scale back so that it makes sense for us and the natural. But it's not going to be like that. If you feel like this is your house, then act like it is. What does that mean? It means like, it's like we build wells, not fences around our ministries. Oh, it's only these guys who can do their job. It's only those guys that can do their job. Come on, you are part of this family. You have a purpose in God. Of course, there are some things that we need to think about, like kids. We've got to be smart about that. But it's a conversation. I want to call the church to a fast. I want to, I want to call us to a fast where, and this is... The organizers in the room, you'll need to help me how this is going to work. I, I just really feel like we need to set aside some time to pray and fast. I don't care what you're going to fast from, but please pray and read your Bible. There's going to be a date. There's going to be a start and there's going to be a finish. That's... Okay, um, but the thing is, we have to pray for the souls that God's going to bring. Um, and I don't want us not to be ready for them. Again, I'm just, vision, and some of you might see it as blurry, but we're entering to a season of discipleship. Too many people, I mean, we, we, we took a tally of the amount of salvations that we've had this year so far, probably last team night, we said it was about 90-something. We're up to 112. 112. Four from last Sunday. Yeah. But here's the thing. Where are they? But it's not our job to kind of, you know, necessarily, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like, to hold them. It's not our job to hold them. It's our job to grow them. Right? So here's the thing. When we, when we, <laughs> discipleship is a massive area. Because people that come from church to church to church need to be discipled. It's not just the baby Christians. Right? So people that come. So we've got this plan that's brewing that we will launch next year that's going to help someone who gave their heart to Jesus on Sunday, but also someone who wants to just go deeper and learn more about how God has shaped them. We've got Jill Jane, we've got people that are gifted in those areas who will be teaching and helping people come along with that. Because how else will we grow if people don't know? And it's the basic things that we are tripping over. And let's eliminate the trip hazards in order that we can walk freely, right? So we want to fast and pray and we want to have discipleship. Um, All Out Sunday is, is, is going to be an opportunity. In the next couple of weeks, I'll be preaching about the glory of God on the house and the glory of God that's on you, the house, just for us to understand that the glory that we carry now is the glory that we steward. We are responsible for the glory that we carry now. And we need to let others see it. People need to see the glory of God because it's attractive. It's like moth to light. There's some, there's, uh, 
It's going to be awesome. I think there's going to be some teaching around that. And God's just revealed some, some hot spots that we need to be aware of. And the end of November, on the 24th, we're going to have our baptism service. And that's going to look different because we've got a baptism pool that we can use out in the foyer. Come with me on this journey. We have our morning service, and when that's finished, we go out into the foyer, and, and, and there's the baptism pool. And we have community of people who have surrounded, who have come to support this person being baptized. We have food. Of course we have food. Of hospitality, of where we can do, and the kids are playing. But it's, a, it's an opportunity again for us to go, we're standing with you as you give your heart to Jesus to die to yourself to be raised to life in the resurrection power of Jesus. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. 